On Saturday morning, in advance of a big snowstorm, Eric Brunke and I drove to Superior, Wisconsin, to see a small group of Eurasian tree sparrows that have been hanging out in one neighborhood since December. Four birds were originally reported by Deanna Lino on December 20th, and since then many birders have found up to three. I badly wanted to see them. The birds are winsome and cute, belong to a fascinating species, and are over 600 miles from their species' established range in America, to say nothing of the fact that they'd be new for my Wisconsin list. Like their close relative, the house sparrow, Eurasian tree sparrows were introduced to North America long ago. But unlike their bigger, more aggressive cousin, the only place a breeding population became established was in the vicinity of St. Louis, Missouri. By the 70s, they were also being found regularly around Cahokia Mound State Park in Illinois. Once in a while, one would stray up to Iowa or southernmost Wisconsin, but that was pretty much that until around the turn of the century. Now the birds seem to be expanding their range in all directions, with eBird reports from as far west as British Columbia up to central Alberta and as far east as Nova Scotia. In my neck of the woods, people have seen strays in two harbors and Duluth, but so far the birds appearing so far out of their typical range seem to be wanderers who stick around for just days, weeks, or a single season. So most birders still add them to their life lists in St. Louis, where I saw my lifer in 2004. I've seen them there multiple times since, especially at my friend Susan Eaton's place, but also in southern Illinois when I made a trip down there in 2015. In winter 2017, a Eurasian tree sparrow was found hanging out by the Due North Pizza Parlor in Two Harbors, and last spring, one visited Scott Wolf's place on Park Point, and I got to see both of them. Eric Brunke is a professional bird guide for Victor Emanuel Nature Tours who has taken birders to many destinations in North, Central, and South America and Hawaii, but he's never visited the St. Louis area. And because he spends so much time in far-flung places, he wasn't in town when the Two Harbors or Duluth birds showed up, so this superior bird would be a lifer for him. So Saturday morning, I made two cups of bird-friendly coffee for our car ride, and we set out at 7.30. The snow was supposed to start at 9. When we arrived, there were no birds except pigeons in the two backyards and alley where the tree sparrows were supposed to be, but en route I'd noticed a large flock of house sparrows at a feeder a couple of blocks away. So we strolled around the neighborhood checking out that feeder and all the juniper and cedar type trees where sparrows like to roost. After an hour and a half or so, we warmed up with a donut at a cool shop called A Dozen Excuses. Yum. When we got back to our birding spot, we saw someone else pulling up, one of northern Wisconsin's top birders, Robbie Johnson. We spent several minutes talking to her as we scanned, but again, no luck. 
When Robbie went on her way, Eric and I moseyed around the neighborhood one last time. I listened to a clock tower chime 11 times as the wind picked up and tiny snowflakes started to fall. Excellent reminders that we didn't have much time. But when we worked our way back to where the birds were supposed to be, voila. Eric got a great photo of one pretty much out in the open. I saw but couldn't get my camera on that one, so my best shots were from an entirely different vantage point, the bird tucked in a white cedar. We quickly spotted a second bird deeper in the tree, and as we watched for five or ten minutes, we finally both got glimpses of the third, staying even deeper in the tree. But it was clearly time to head home. We made it back just before the serious snow started falling. Seeing these birds was ever so satisfying, far beyond being additions to our birding lists and photo collections. I'll treasure my photos, but even more the picture in my mind's eye of these plucky little outliers, so lovely fluffed out against the wind, dealing beautifully with this exceptionally long winter. I don't know how long they'll remain in Superior, or whether a breeding pair might form from two of them, but spending a little time with them just before the oncoming blizzard was the perfect way to warm our hearts. I'm Laura Erickson, speaking for the birds.